0: Welcome back to Death Watch's Call of Cthulhu campaign, Descent into Darkness, Season 2. I'm Travis, I'll be your keeper tonight. Uh, last we left off with James Whitmire, Lance Monroe, and the good Dr. Andrews at a dinner at the Hermetic Order of the Silver Twilight, but we're actually going to shift away from then and over to Johan, who is in his comfort zone, no. the libraries, amidst the stacks beneath the Widner Library, and I think we've established in the lore that Johan does not count a library run as a success until they escort him from the premises. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, this is correct, extreme
1: library um, uh, searching, and that is what I do.
0: (laughs) So um, Lance had left you a little while ago, and uh, I think I had the impression that you were going to continue digging into books and whatnot. Well, why don't we start this with a power roll?
1: Okay. Mm. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> question mark, question mark,
0: question mark. Doesn't seem like it's a fumble, right? Would it say that? No, you didn't fumble. Okay. I think you need the 100 on uh, versus the 62. Okay. All right, so yeah, you have been in the occult section when he left, and you had, um, I suppose, turned your attention more towards the manner of the ritual killing trying to find some match in old occult writings and you must have lost track of time because it doesn't really seem like you know four or so hours have passed when you would expect the library to close but nevertheless the librarian hesitantly approaches you afraid of some launch into matters (laughs) that he will be a victim of a long conversation about well more like a monologue but yeah, he taps you on the, the shoulder and he's like uh, excuse me sir, it's, uh, the library will be closing soon, I'll have to escort you I'll have to escort you out of the library uh, what? no,
1: no, no, no uh, I'll start fumbling for my uh I'll put my pipe like in my mouth and start fumbling for my pocket watch, no, no, no my companion only left me a short hmm
0: your pocket watch does seem to bear out that It's rapidly approaching 9 p.m. I'll give it a shake and hold it to my ear.
1: (laughs) Do I hear it ticking still? Yes. Nah, that cannot be... uh, Just a little bit longer? Uh, Perhaps I could pay you to stay on a little bit longer? As this research is most important.
0: I can give you five more minutes. Five minutes? (laughs) Then we really have to go. I'm just a student worker. (laughs) Then you can study.
1: (laughs) a bit longer you're being paid to study if you uh remain here
0: <laughs> i'm sorry sir but you can try if you'd like to um use a social skill
1: like charm my lowest um, skill well you Persuade if you want to use that fast talk yeah <laughs> i'm not good at either of those
0: well it, it's gonna take a, a hard success to get to that point in any case Which makes it all the more entertaining <laughs> I felt like you were go- you were leaning more towards the charm in that case. Okay, so yeah, uh, nope, <laughs> close though. So yes, he's adamant. No, no, sir, you, you must go. Don't forget to grab your
1: your things. All right, very well, very well. Five minutes. <laughs> oh, fine, five minutes. <laughs> You're a good lad. I almost went Scottish.
0: <laughs> <laughs> His eyes narrow. Mm-hmm. Um. So, as you turn back to the shelves in the stack there, you see you had been by the L section in the occult. And uh, where you had been facing before you were tapped on the shoulder and informed it was time to leave, there's a gap in the books stacked in there. And in that gap, it's it's a rather thick space between two books, maybe like three inches. There's a small figurine.
1: I'll kind of uh, pull out my pipe and tap it against uh, one of my gold teeth. Okay, how where does this come from? I'll reach for it, sure with yeah. you,
0: so it looks something like that. Oh.
1: <laughs> is this really the uh, ongreel that Rand kept in his pocket? <laughs> <laughs> the fat man ongreel. Can I channel the one power now?
0: <laughs> you can try uh,
1: if I'm insane
0: enough, would it work? <laughs> <laughs> you might delude yourself into into thinking,
1: okay, so yeah, a little fat uh.
0: Yeah, so in the time that that uh, the timeline that you have in your mind, this this solid point of you browsing books and then the tap on the shoulder, you don't remember there being any any gap in the in the rows of books that you saw there. They were all you know stacked cover to cover, or you know back to cover. Where's that uh, student librarian guy? He just went down the to the end of the row. I'll stuff this in my pocket. Okay.
1: (laughs) unless there's like any like quick after a quick glance is there any thing that stands out about it or
0: it does arrest your attention and in fact looking at it would afford you a cthulhu mythos roll
1: oh my lowest of the lowest skills cthulhu mythos was it alphabetical there we go
0: yeah oh come on wait could i luck that i don't think that Ah. you can do mythos or sanity but you know what i'll double check it just to be sure
2: that's the one where if it is high, then you're already mostly insane.
0: No,
1: you're just, your
2: overall sanity is lower. Yeah. What is it? Oh, I like,
1: yeah, if it's high, you're real low. Because if it's yeah. like 99, you got a one sanity.
2: Yeah. In <laughs> which case, anything just send you completely off the deep end.
1: What you, what you need is a really low intelligence. Yeah. So that way you can disbelieve all the insane stuff that's coming your way. Man, that's
2: so close. It was. And you actually have luck to spare, so... A little bit, yeah. You could handle the, the loss of four.
1: If it comes with a bout of insanity, though, because <laughs> I don't have sanity to spare. True. In fact, I think Johan's probably getting pretty close to being fairly senile.
0: <laughs> yeah, actually, you can spend luck on mythos rolls.
1: All right, so four luck down. That'd put me from 53 to 49.
0: So much luck.
1: And I succeed at my mythos.
0: All right, so... Well, first... Uh, I can't put the check. That's
1: right. Yeah.
0: First, you identify it as something relating to this, you know, growing canon of, of strange gods and events that, that you've become aware of over the last few years, and you do recall something actually from the short time you had with the Lieber Ivanus before the book disappeared, a reference to this being that this you think this idol depicts it's an idol of an old being that the writer of the the Liber referred to as Zagua I'll spell that out for you like that the writer also referenced this being referenced him as the sleeper of Enkai so the gist you got from your little glimpse of that book as you were doing translation at the same time you were reading of it reading it is that this was sort of the patron of the perspective of the author, and the author described himself as kind of like a wizard or a sorcerer, and this was the person he would supplicate himself to to gain his power, and that would be the extent of your knowledge.
1: Of the writer of the Libra upon it?
0: Yeah, okay. uh, about what that check got you.
1: Yeah, so the, now definitely that knowing I'll quickly look about, make sure the librarian's gone and stuff that into a pocket.
0: Yeah, he went around the corner. So,
1: Or maybe even my book bag as I gathered or whatnot.
0: So you have a, a few minutes in which you could do something else, but otherwise he's going to come back and escort you away.
1: Um, I think what I'll do with this last little bit is I'll organize any of the books that Monroe and myself have uh, declared to sort of be important potentially. Okay. And I'll kind of have them in a neat-ish stack on the desk that we were using for our return uh, on the morrow, perhaps.
0: All right. Yeah, and you can have the librarian also keep them marked uh, for some reason if he's mm. got to put them away, you know, like he can give you their their location and stuff.
1: Yeah, I'd prefer that.
0: Uh, all right, yeah. So he, he escorts you out of the library and you can count that visit as a success, since you were led from the library by another person.
1: And by uh, a form of force with <laughs> right. the time being. Yeah. yeah. Does this help my sanity? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't th- Did you have it as a motivation? Get No, <laughs> but I will. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, no, those don't come into play until the end of the scenario. But yeah, it could potentially.
1: It's how I uh, go, it's where I go to relax. <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Okay, so we'll pause with you as you walk away from the, the Widner library and jump back over to the lodge hall of the Hermetic Order of the Silver Twilight, where the rest of you guys are now finishing up your meal and conversation is dwindling to digestive groans and noncommittal grunts. So what do you guys want to do? What
3: was the name of that police sergeant that I was sitting next to? Logan
0: Terry? Logan Terry. And I would say as far as time goes, you're at a similar time frame as Johan, meaning that most legitimate forms of investigation, such as at libraries or, you know, businesses that are open like newspapers, archives, things like that would be unavailable at this stage as it's heading on into the late evening. I guess um,
2: the guy that had asked me to help him translate some Latin, I was going to ask him if he could show me the libraries of the order.
0: Yeah, I'll take you over there.
2: It's probably too late to really get in-depth into the, into it, but that way I shouldn't need an escort or anyone to show me around next time.
0: Well, yeah, you don't uh, actually, now being members, you don't need an escort to go up to the library. Yeah. Put you there. They're open to neophytes. Okay, All right. So I changed your map over there, Lance, and you are up in their library, which is a pretty large collection although it's limited by the space of one room, but you can see what uh, they lack in volume they make up for in the selection. They're always rare editions. That's what was so amazing about the Malleus Malficarum that he showed you is that it appeared to be an original Latin addition, you know, making the book some 500 years old. Yeah. And the condition for that age was, was amazing.
2: Yeah, that, that's definitely why I... Yeah, it suddenly sparked my interest on what else they might have here, and so I'll I'll take some time to just kind of you know take a short walk around the room and get a rough idea of of what they have and you know yeah. things like that.
0: So the um, the three walls are dedicated to sh- uh, shelves where the north wall is left free or maybe that's not the north wall, but one wall is left bare, and you can see that they have philosophy, occult, and then more scientific writing. You know, okay. the latest scientific breakthroughs and, and stuff on one shelf. And they're all of high quality. And John Scott says, we rotate our collection out from the other lodge halls so you'll see new books in here from time to time. And this is actually where you guys could earn your your investigator development check is by spending your phase in here, hmm. you know, expanding your,
2: your scope of awareness. So, yeah, I'll, I'll just, I guess take the half hour or whatever we have left till yeah. we're going to be leaving, just kind of sifting through stuff, see if I n- notice anything that mentions, was it the Order of the Starry, Cult
0: of Starry Wisdom? Right. So, yeah. Um, you can, well, let's do your Mythos roll in here. Okay. Yeah, I'm a little bit
2: suspicious of, or this Hermetic Order right now, <laughs> <clears throat> so I don't really want to tell them exactly what we're looking for. Oh, that was a bad failure.
0: All right, so you don't... S- anything that speaks more to that subject uh but you do know just as a student of the occult that the name bears a resemblance to the hermetic order of the golden dawn which is yeah uh you know a famous fraternal order to which aliester crowley belonged to and uh yates the poet i believe as well um but you haven't seen any hint of uh, what is it the lesma in the, her- the Hermetic Order of the Silver Twilight. The is like the magic that they uh, that Crowley, his magic system, right? And it was kind of based on Rosa Cruci- Crucianism, I believe, which is a whole like rabbit hole that you're probably aware of considering your skill, you know? Okay. But uh, you, know, you also don't see um, the fascination with the Knights Templar that a lot of...
2: Hermetic orders have?
0: Right, yeah. These, as near as you can tell, seems to be more focused on like a positive message and propping each other's business dealings up, yeah. at least what you got from the conversation. And uh, he put the Malleus Malficarum in a glass case, like a display case. And he says, you can you can look at it here. And actually, this is a book that if you read it completely and pass a skill roll, it immediately raises your cult skill. Okay. So, and there are other books that like that that exist.
4: Yeah, now that you mention that, um, I, I remembered what I was studying by going back to college. Oh, did you? To university, and it was occult. Okay. was what I meant to go back and study, because we couldn't remember in the first session.
0: Yeah, so a little background then for you. Um, the Miskatonic Horn Library also has a pretty extensive collection. It even has a restricted collection. And that is always the whisper of other uh, students in these sort of classes that delve into occult matters. But Henry Armitage is the head librarian, and he, uh, he doesn't let just anybody go see these books in the restricted collection. So, uh,
4: well, anyway, I would do the same thing that he's doing. Um, after the meal, I'll excuse myself and say good night to um, Doctor Call, who was eating next to me and i'll make my way to the library okay and just uh, the occult section is where i would just start reading like see if i can find an interesting book they have like lounge chairs and things like that
0: oh yeah and reading tables yeah okay i put you up to what about you
3: james i want to go to that uh detective the partner's house the one that was supposed to have the journal because I want to go check knight. that out because I think that that's where the sergeant was going is where as well.
0: Gotcha. All right, so you excuse yourself and head out into the night. And we'll get back to you in just a moment. But we'll stick with Dr. Wallace Andrews for a moment. So you can um, go ahead and make an occult roll then if you'd like. Just getting started. Mm-hmm. Well, nevertheless, you find uh, a relatively famous volume that you... Are familiar with from some of your classes it's uh the book of abram and it tells the story of an egyptian mage
4: what was the name of the book again
0: the book of abram melon type that out for you oh you're probably good just
1: doing a capital letter an apostrophe and mm-hmm. <laughs> right oh no i was completely wrong there
0: so uh yeah it captures your attention um it's this particular one is written in german but there is also bound to it a series of translation notes for English.
4: Okay. Yeah, I speak Latin and Spanish now or in, in English so I I'll, I'll just have to rely on the notes of the translation.
0: But the uh, you see it marks itself as one of 12 different volumes as part of this book of Abramillan. Okay, and this is but the first and um john scott you know he he uh actually might wonder if i can ask the two of you a favor as i understand you're both tied to miskatonic university a little bit yes well i wonder next time you're there if you might uh, speak to dr armitage the head librarian of the ornn library on my behalf i'm trying to get a hold of a book called the Narcotic
4: manuscripts who who's asking us this
0: uh john scott yeah The noble philosopher. Do I
2: know Dr. Armitage?
4: Yeah, not
0: uh, well, but...
2: Okay. Well, while I may not know Dr. Armitage quite on a personal level, I can surely pass a message to you. I'm not quite sure when I'll be up that direction next, but I will most certainly convey your sentiments.
0: Well, of course, no rush in the matter. It uh, is rumored to describe the worship of South Seas Islanders, and I... It's a particular facet of the occult that I've been fascinated in recent times. However, as I don't have a residence in Arkham, nor am I a Miskatonic alumni, Dr. Henry Armitage seems to keep it under lock and key and is unwilling to allow me to even look at it, for that matter. Hmm. It surprises
2: me that with the order being as uh, illustrious as it seems to be in your personal collection of books that I see just on the shelves here that you haven't been able to find a
0: copy of it yourselves. Yes, it is a matter of great frustration. The only known copy I've been able to locate is the one at the Orn Library in Miskatonic, Hmm. among other volumes that seem to be unique to that particular building.
2: Well, perhaps if they have such tomes as that, then I may make a trip up there sooner rather than later, just to appease my own curiosity as well
0: as to to convey your message. Well, that would be very helpful. I thank the both of you and wish you a good night. I'm going to retire for the evening. Thank you and good night to yourself. All right, James. Yes. So the address that Dr. or Detective Wayne Nichols gave you was in Charleston or Charlestown. I'm not quite sure. How. Is that where Charleston Chew comes from? Is Charlestown, Boston? Probably. Yes, yeah, so I will say Charleston. Uh, it's across the Charles River. It has a reputation of being uh, more of a working class neighborhood. And you also know that that is the stomping grounds of Frank or Francis Sweetheart. But yeah, the uh, guy who is looking for the Liber Imanis, he's a, a bootlegger. Uh, Sweetheart's kind of the moniker. They give him sort of said tongue in cheek because he is anything but a sweetheart. All right, James, but you. Uh, as you approach midnight, you find yourself in—they're kind of like the American equivalent of English brownstones; those really uh, sort of crammed together apartments. Or you'll have a row with like three houses in, in one in one building. And the address that you were given to by Wayne Nichols seems to indicate the building in front of you. As it's late, you don't see anybody really out on the street, although you do see a beat cop. You know some blocks distant turning the corner and going out of sight what did you want to do so are there any lights on inside that i could tell no you don't see any lights on in in the interior do these have like a any type of back entryway uh you think they do most most buildings like this do have a back entrance all right or an alley alley that cuts between the block where the other block will look very similar to this one with more rows of houses uh,
3: how long um was it in between Logan Terry leaving and me leaving uh how long did you want to wait well probably like 10 20 minutes okay yeah
0: you don't see him there
3: okay yeah i'll I'll uh i'll give it like another 10 minutes or so and see if uh if anything else happens and then i'll i want to try and make my way around to the
0: back okay yeah so as i said you can cut around either to the north or the south I'll presume the south because you saw the beat cop walking the streets up to the north and you see that narrow alley it's not even enough for like a vehicle to fit down that's not really how they um, they do it yet but it's just a narrow path basically between the two rows of buildings and there's a fenced small backyard and there you know there are gates intermittently along this fence
3: are there any lights on on the back sides of the houses? Not just that house. I want to kind of look, you know, down
0: and oh, gotcha. uh, just see if yeah, there's any lights at all that I can see. In both cases, there were lights on in other houses, just not in Detective Fallon's apartments.
3: Okay. Um. I how I guess how noisy is it out here?
0: Well, you hear the faint sound of automobiles drifting from a few. Streets over, you hear the uh, foghorn blast from a ship not too distant, dogs barking at the night, and a crash of metal colliding to the ground some ways distant. Okay.
3: So does uh, does his house have a
0: back gate? Yes. The gate's pretty low. You could actually also just easily hop it or step yeah, over it. Yeah, th-
3: that's what I wanted to do is uh, go over it rather
0: than through it okay so yeah the uh past the gate you know the yard proceeds to a small step that leads up to the rear door which is an unwindowed you know solid wood door okay that just you know te- just testing it you can see that it's locked as uh
3: uh i want to try and so i want to listen first and then try and open it lock pick it don't, check, don't forget to check for
0: magical traps. <laughs> Too late. You already sprung it. <laughs> uh, well, you don't hear anything coming from inside the building. Of course, you hear some movement and the sound of a radio drifting from the nearby buildings. Um, all right. And you jimmy that lock open, no problem. All right. A lot of these locks in this part of town were bought, you know, like in bulk. So you've encountered them in the past, particular style. Easy enough for you to overcome. I didn't call for a listen roll. I didn't really need one, uh, John. So, just check your locksmith for me. Okay. And uh, the interior of his apartment uh, has the air of like a lifelong bachelor's living space. And all that sort of structured chaos that that entails. You know, where you you see that they have a system. But at first glance, it, it just looks like a mess.
3: Okay. So... Uh- I, uh, what I was hoping for was that the ice box was located near the back. So that's what I'm gonna
0: try and look for you know, right right around me, I guess. Yeah you um you actually hear off to your left coming from a room or a doorway without a door. so it's it's a little bit wider than a normal doorway that actually walks from the hall into a kitchen area. You actually hear something electric running in there. And looking in there, you can see you got, you know, sink, a small table stacked with newspapers and an overflowing ashtray. And then you have the ice box, which in this time period, their fridge is, you know, pretty small and it has this big motor on top. And there's a coffee tin with a bottle of whiskey poking out of it and a slim leather journal.
3: Okay. So yeah, I'll, I'll pocket that journal and then i it do i hear anything
0: inside at all like snoring anything uh no you don't there's there's no sound except what's coming uh through the walls from the other apartments
3: okay so um i imagine bedrooms probably upstairs
0: right yeah all right yeah uh, from from this hallway you have another uh room that proves to be the bathroom and then you have the opening from the front door, which uh, just leads directly into a big living space, uh, which is similarly stacked with, you know, uh, periodicals and overflowing ashtrays. Although you do see the mail slot in the door, there are several, you would guess, maybe two or three days worth of letters and, and whatnot uh, stacked there. Would you give me a spot hidden roll? Oof. Ooh. Well, not quite a fumble. Good lord, man. <laughs> yeah, so you see uh they're not stacked, I should say, they're scattered on the floor just on the other side of the door, you know, where the mailman would put them through the slot, and they've landed where they may. Okay. Um so
3: what I'm what I'm keeping an eye out for is uh either his like uh his boots or his gun belt. Uh, that's what I'm going to use to determine whether or not he's home. Okay. So, um, I'll I'll start making my way. If I don't see any of that down here, then I'll start making my way upstairs.
0: Yeah, you don't. You, I mean, you do see some shoes, uh, like a pair of slippers by the door, and there's a heavier winter coat hanging up on a hook. But you don't see shoes like you've seen policemen wear, or even you know a, a detective wear. Okay. Or his any of his unit, like a, a gun belt or anything like that. Okay, so yeah, I'll I'll uh, start to make my way up. All right, so you proceed up these stairs, which are pretty old and pretty creaky, and uh, you know you have those moments where you step on one of the steps and it, it there's this loud groan, or at least loud to you, and you may or may not pause for a moment just to see you know, if anything happens, but nothing does. And then you find yourself up on the second floor, which has a total of three bedrooms up there.
3: Okay. So I want to go and listen at each of the doors, see if I can hear
0: any breathing or anything, snoring, mad cackling. Yeah. You don't hear the sound of any occupants on at any of the doors. Okay. One is actually propped open and you see, uh, like it's just filled to the brim with uh, boxes, you know, wooden crates of weird, or not weird, but, uh, different paperwork. It looks like it might be case work of some kind, but that room just seems to be a storage room, but the other two doors are closed. Okay. Is, uh, I'll try door number two. All right. This one, when you crack the door, looks to be a bedroom with an old feather mattress. Uh, you can see it has that shape of where a person sleeps on one side of it you know it's about roughly a king size but there's just that one shape uh i'm not saying you see the shape of a person but you see the indent that they would make when they lay in the bed and again another one of those overflowing ashtrays but no sign of the detective
3: okay can i do uh just like a quick search around
0: here yeah you can look around but i i don't need a particular role okay for it you already uh failed the opportunity so unless you're willing to spend luck or or go back and push the roll in some way would he fall down the
1: stairs when he goes back to re-roll the spot hidden
0: uh pushing the roll in this one just means spending more time Mm. and you know that that increases the chance of discovery it's possible with all of the stuff he has piled somewhere you could upset the balance of things and make a loud noise that might draw the attention if you decide to push but you got, I mean, a 79%. What are the odds of failing that twice?
1: Especially after you've been rolling so good tonight, John. And look at that hard success, extreme success. You got it in the bag, baby.
3: Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and try it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. There you go. Yeah, so it's just uh, nothing up in his room of interest. You know, I, uh, it seems like his room performs the function of being a place to sleep for him and smoking an occasional cigarette or many occasional cigarettes, but he doesn't really spend that much time in there apart from that, as near as you can tell. Although it was the stack of uh, messages and letters that had been pushed through the mail slot that draws your attention because you realize that one of them doesn't have a postage stamp or an address E written on it. It's just totally unmarked. Hmm. Okay. As
3: I'll I'll take that too. Okay. And then uh and then I think it's time to get out of here. So I'll I'll go through the back. Um can I try and re lock this
0: door? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you can't quite get it. They're a little tricky to, to lock without the key. Like you can't just set it on the inside and close it. Okay. You're actually trying to throw a bolt from the outside. That would keep the door from closing once you throw it on the inside. It's can just I not try working and- unless you to try push and
3: it. push it, and in which case the lock will just break. Well,
0: uh, well you, you feel like the force, noise. there's something that it's, when you're working your uh, your picks or whatever into it, you feel like you're going to have to put a little bit more force than you'd like to do, and there's a possibility of, of again, making some noise that might alert somebody's attention. Or yeah. breaking the lock. Those are two two potentialities. That'd probably save my work. You know, I'll, I'll just close
3: it lock. and leave it. Uh, Actually, there's there's no, I don't, I don't think that a lock unlocked is, is super odd, but okay. yeah, because I think I'm good with the, the two things that I had gotten. So I'll head back to wherever it is that I call home at this time.
0: So okay, I yeah. see So see what you, I've got. You head back out into the street. So give me a, hold on, let me look it up. I'll need a spot hidden roll from you. I'm just trying to get the difficulty, just a regular.
3: As I, I, w- I would like to do, still uh, get back to, m- like, my vehicle or Main Street, trying to stay okay. hidden if I could.
1: Yeah, yeah. No. Mm. Nice. Oh.
3: <laughs> I'm pretty, <laughs> I'm like, running around banging on trash cans, but uh, I'm very aware of everybody who notices. <laughs>
2: you're either all or nothing
3: today, aren't you? <laughs> Apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you just notice that when you're on foot you're moving to wherever you left your vehicle uh at one point you see the headlights on a on a car are you a car person what's your driving skill um 20, 20. standard yeah yeah so you, you don't really pick out makes and models that too uh, or you don't pick them out too well but you notice it is a nicer car but when you come out of that alleyway and you make it down the street about 50 feet your attention is drawn to the headlights on a nicer looking vehicle and the engine firing up. And you can see like the silhouette of the person in the interior, in the cab. I don't know, maybe your imagination's playing at you, but the timing just seemed a little odd.
3: Okay. Am I able to to gather any information? Like if I saw that vehicle again, would I be able to recognize it? Oh, definitely.
0: It doesn't even look like it. I suppose you'd probably be able to distinguish the fact that it's not an American vehicle seems to be okay. foreign.
1: Doesn't belong in this uh
0: yeah this and town. Not to mention the right the the class of the vehicles a little outside of a working class neighborhood. But we'll hold there a moment for you as you're considering what to do next and we'll pop over to Johan. So I start shooting. <laughs> 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 Just right on the Harvard campus. <laughs> bah 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 yeah, so you have the you feel the shape of the figurine in your pocket there, or more like the statuette. It would even be uh, observable by people looking at you if they were expecting it. It makes a, a bulge in your jacket there. What are you planning to do from this point?
1: Uh, so I'm out of the library? Yeah, yeah. I plan to go home and uh, maybe uh, see if I have any books lying around that might touch Help. on this, like from ancient history or something like that, gotcha. perhaps? Uh, so yeah, I guess I might head to an all night diner that's nearby and call a cab from there, maybe okay. get a cup of coffee or, uh, some soup or something.
0: And just, uh, focus your attention on the, the figurine. Mm-hmm. Think about it, ruminate. Yeah. And so with Whitmire going to wherever he calls home, uh, what are you two going to do from that
2: point? Um, yeah, I don't really, it, it's in the evening, so I'd
0: probably no. head home. Same, Same. with you, Andrews. All right, so I don't have a particular skill role for you, Johan, to gain any any further information from your either your library of books or reflecting on it. You know, there is something just very familiar about it more than just the description of what you gathered from the Libra Ivanis. But this would mean that I might have to go to Hermann Rowe with this.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> There's just something about it. I don't... Uh... <laughs> it's more like a... Uh, a memory that you just can't quite key on like it looks so familiar like you've seen it somewhere maybe even in your youth but sometimes those memories are a haze Yeah,
2: and the person that everyone brings the cursed items to
0: (laughs) right (laughs) (laughs) but failing that uh if there's nothing else we'll just have everybody shut their eyes and go to sleep and start a brand new day
1: is it one of those where we have to wait for everyone to be asleep in the party the next day starts
0: no if somebody wants to keep
1: no it's uh minecraft well
0: oh, right
3: uh, you, i you would can't, like <laughs> to uh, see what that envelope what's in that envelope and uh mm. go through this journal yeah let me because that can either be fire. you know tonight or tomorrow morning before any planned meetup
0: yeah i feel like you probably would have looked at them tonight so let's see i shared that unmarked envelope with you john do you see that yeah So, yeah, it proves to contain a check written to Peter Fallon for the amount of $300 uh, signed by a Frank Bellen camp. It's it's post-dated for the first. And also there's a message that says, keep me informed of any new developments. I owe you one. I got my boys keeping an eye on things with the initials FW. Okay. And Mr. Dooley's journal. This is bad. So these are excerpts from Robert Dooley's journal. Let's see here. Put that in your inventory. All right. So these are his entries. July 2nd, 1920. Today I uh, ran off a couple of men nosing around the Corbett house. When I say men, I mean boys. They look like uh, college kids to me in their fancy jackets. At least, I think that is who they were. The jackets had a crest on them, a red shield with three bundles of grain surrounding a pig's head. Above the shield were three open books with the letters V-E on one, R-I in the middle, and T-A-S on the last. Latin, maybe? It does not matter, I suppose. What matters is they were poking around the Corbett house, and anyone with a lick of sense knows not to do that. The ringleader, a sly, ill-tempered-looking kid, gave some lip, and I told them the house was private property and I would wire the police if they did not move on. If you can believe this, the kid forked his fingers at me in a queer fashion and said... The eye of evil is upon you, old man. Can you believe it? Leastways. They cleared off and that was that. July 10th, 1920. Ain't slept right since last week. Keep dreaming about a man with yellow eyes who lives in a basement. Sometimes it is the basement in Arkansas where I grew up. Sometimes it is first Methodist. The worst ones are in France with the shells whistling down and down and down. The poor rest has turned me into a bumbling fool. Just yesterday, when my order came in, I realized I had messed up my numbers. Got eleven boxes of Schubert's instead of just the one. Oh well. Guess I can hand them out to strangers. July 11th, 1920. When I got to the cigar shop, someone had left a severed pig's head on the outside bench. What is Boston coming to? There was also some graffiti in the picture window. Some sort of strange eye symbol. Some mornings, it ain't worth getting out of bed, I think. August 5th, 1920. Met three interesting gentlemen today, Vincent Newell, Joseph Thompson, and Mr. Mueller. Would you know they are interested in the Corbett House? I gave them my thoughts on the place, but they were there at the property owner's behest, so I suppose I cannot call the police on them to save them the trouble of going into the house. I am somewhat relieved that Mr. Newell and Mr. Thompson were both in the war. As far as Mr. Mueller, well, the less said the better. I try not to let prejudice take hold, but when I hear that German talk, I cannot help but think about a lot of young men who should be home making families, but are instead churned up in the earth, a world away from their homes. Still, the old timer likely had nothing to do with the war. There is something else about him I do not like, although I will be damned if I can put my finger on it. He smokes a pipe. Maybe that is all it is. Never like <laughs> pipe smokers as a rule. The habit seems to be an exercise in vanity. Petty thoughts. I feel personally attacked (laughs) twice. (laughs) I will pray for God's wisdom on the matter. I am a fool, but by God I will be a forgiving fool. Seems an appropriate pairing. They also asked about the old Church of Contemplation. I told them what I knew, which is next to nothing. August 6th, 1920. I told them. One of the men looking in the Corbett house, Mr. Thompson, broke his arm. I'm not sure what the details are. Guess maybe he fell from the second story. He was rambling a lot and drinking a lot. At one point, he said Mr. Newell might have pushed him. I set the arm as best as I could and drove him to the hospital. August 7th, 1920. Some working men came to the Corbett house. Not an hour after they entered the property, I heard a shouting and hollering out in the street. Turns out one of the workers killed one of his co-workers. Beat him to death with a hammer. I phoned the police. While the police were in the house, them boys who were looking into the Corbett house came back. You think some folks would know when to quit but they came back later that day as I was closing. August 8th, 1920. Guess everything went well for the investigators into the Corbett property. A fellow came by later that day and put up a for sale sign. Fat chance anyone is going to buy that property, not with its reputation. August 15th, 1920. Decided to put my nephew to work. Charlie is a slow boy, but he can stock and work the register. Count and change does not disturb him, but when I showed him the order forms, he seemed to get mixed up. It's no matter. Having someone at the register for part of the day will take some of the burdens off me. When we closed and walked home, I saw those college kids hanging around the old church grounds. Well, better there than the Corbett house, I suppose. And that ends what jumps out at you there, James.
3: Okay. So, yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have a drink, smoke cigarette, drink by, I mean, tea. As, uh, uh, smoke cigarette and then uh, go to bed. Well, okay. All. Now that I know that the real cool culpr- culprit is Mr. Mueller. Dun, dun, what?
2: dun. <laughs> <laughs> he smokes a pipe, so he must be the
0: evil dude. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait and watch out for monologuing. Luckily, you guys monologued each other, so it could <laughs> yeah. be either of you. Uh, yeah, so the, the the dawn of June 13th happens and you guys wake up.
1: I think I wake up in my chair. Having fell asleep looking at the. Uh...
0: Actually, there is one thing before you wake up. uh Oh, giving me another power roll.
1: Okay. <sighs> Ooh. Hmm. What is that? Is that? Is it only luck in?
0: No, you can you can uh, push or use luck
1: on a power roll. Ooh, rope. push. What would happen? Would I just self combust?
0: Well, you had um, you have a non-specific nightmare, mm. so. The uh, It'd become reality worse and, like sanity loss. Yeah. Yeah, let's push. <laughs> okay. Let's see if I uh Well, I think I think it would be worse. All right. Yeah. Extreme success. All right. So yeah, you have um a vague nightmare, number one, uh, in which the idol is there. You just don't remember the events that occurred in it. Mm-hmm. But you also have a nightmare that you're in the Widner Library, you're looking at the bookshelves, and then you start to hear the heel clacks of, you know, someone wearing Nice loafers, or something like that. Uh, and you look to approach, and a guy is walking down the stacks toward you wearing a suit and a hat. And his face is always in the shadow. And you get this terrible, growing sense of dread as he approaches one of those lamps, the, the hanging lights that I had described earlier. And the shadows about, or the lights about to reveal his face, you get this growing apprehension. But then it's just a man, you know, who approaches you. And when he gets up to you, he says, the other librarian left for the night. Uh, I'm taking over his position. And if you need any help, I'm just here to let you know. And he makes some light talk about what it is you're looking for in this section. And that is almost the point where the dream fades. You look over at his shadow that's cast by this light on the far book stack. And it feels like there's something odd about it. Make a spot hidden roll for me.
3: All right. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Push it. Um, consequence your eyes fall out. <laughs> or you're blind. Oh, it, blind for a week. It'd
1: be a dream. It'd be a dream. So like I'd focus on like a weird man sized chicken with no feathers or something <laughs> like that.
0: Are you a trained psychoanalyst or
1: um I have psychology, but not psychoanalyze. Okay. Um, can I push it?
0: Yeah, you can. The threat here is in recalling the dream, you're not sure if you want to remember the detail that Mm. is illuminated. Okay. Bam. Oh, Mm. let's
1: illuminate that bad Mm. stuff.
0: Okay. So what you realize is that the shadow cast by the man speaking to you who makes the claim that he's a replacement librarian for the one that had led you and Mr. Monroe down there is that it's not the shadow of a man. At least the limbs that are cast, you know, it's sort of elongated from the light, are more maybe ape-like. They're longer than the man you see before him. And they sort of nearly drape to touch the floor in the shadow. And that, at one point when you're speaking to him, he looks over his shoulder just behind him at some imagined sound that you didn't hear in the dream. And the shadow, the matching shadow, doesn't have the profile of the man, but a more snouted head. So give me a sanity roll. All right. Oh, this is going to go bad. Success. (laughs) So you don't lose any sanity. Although it does like a, are are blessed in those sanity rolls.
2: This is a
1: trick is to already be insane. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It's just, it's, it just wakes you. That's when it wakes you up for the morning and you feel your heart rates high. But, uh, even as you are, stuck with that image in your mind it begins to fade as dreams do so a new day uh will begin with mr monroe as he wakes now you're kind of low lower credit rating so you probably have a humble yeah house or apartment somewhere
2: you got a little bit better after our peru trip but
0: yeah so yes you wake in your apartment and um <clears throat> it's not too long into your morning routine where you receive a knock at the door okay i'm
2: not thinking anything of it i'll go to the door
0: what, do you wear a crazy robe? Uh,
2: no, it's probably just standard, like smoking fez, fez you know, hat. <laughs> <yeah. laughs> you got a fez, don't you? <laughs> I I don't imagine myself having a, a fez, fez no. and one of those. Uh,
1: oh. oh, was it the cigarette holders? <laughs> right.
2: No, oh. he, you know he really hasn't had a whole lot of money to put into that kind of stuff. <laughs> oh no, so. it's all cheap. It's all secondhand. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I'd say like a a bathrobe smoking jacket type type of thing, and then some. You know, just. Lounge wear pants and shirt.
0: Okay. Well, the person who's come calling, you recognize as Finn and You've seen him at a time or two at SEU meetings. He's a pretty large fella, but he rounds his shoulders and sort of hunches. It gives the appearance of being shorter than he actually is. And he always has a somewhat distant expression on his face. And you know him to be a mute. And in his hands are or is a, you know, a manila or no, like a folder, one with the twine that you close it up with, right? Okay. And uh, he just offers it up to
2: you. Well, him being mute is probably like my <laughs> ideal situation since you know, there's there's no interruptions. So, <laughs> the perfect um, victim. <laughs> as I'm taking the package, I'll I'll invite him in for some breakfast and cup of coffee and a little bit of conversation. Yeah, he'll come. He'll come in. Yeah. So I was probably like starting my day and. Um, you know, cooking some eggs or something like that to, yeah. for breakfast. So, um, yeah, I'll have him sit down at my table, and
0: yeah, he gets his little notepad out for communicating, and he tries to start scrolling responses, but <laughs> like you, you just don't. grab it. <laughs> <laughs> nope.
2: <laughs> well, no, it'll it'll be one of those things where, like, I'll glance and I'll see what he's about to write, and then just respond to him and keep on right. talking as he's, you know, half finished with his questions or <laughs> responses, and. For the most part, I'll keep it light talking about, you know, how things are with, with uh, you know, any of his relatives and, you know, when we might see him at the next meeting. And
0: They're all yeah. dead. You should uh,
2: <laughs> force
1: him to uh, write in the form of the answer and you will ask the question.
2: <laughs> so Jeopardy style. Mm-hmm. Hmm.
1: Just a bit but, of sport for the morning, Mr. McCracken.
2: No, but, but yeah, I'll... And then your penmanship you know, is rather sloppy as we're eating breakfast and I'll open up the package and start taking a look at it and continuing to talk the entire time.
0: <laughs> okay. So the, uh, <laughs> on the folder itself was just scrawled like written on the folder uh, for Monroe. Okay. And that's all on it. You recognize the handwriting as Mr. Merryweather's. And as you open it up, the first thing inside is a note. I guess I'll just, uh, yeah, we'll show it to everyone. So I just says, Mr. Monroe, here is a photo of the eye symbol found at the Church of Contemplation grounds. Unfortunately, I was unable to locate anything else in the short amount of time I had. Also included are the various photos and records of the Corbett House investigation, as well as a police report surrounding the church raid in 1912, dug up by one of the investigators a few months after the conclusion of the initial investigation. The policeman who wrote the report lives on his pension a few hours outside of Boston, signed Merryweather. So this includes all of the various bits that the investigation into the Corbett House yielded. Let's see if I share the, the folder, if it will. Oh, I can't even share a folder. Give me a second while I share all these. So included in there was a copy of uh, Walter Corbett's journals, also the eye painting. Okay couple of photos taken inside the Corbett house. Oh, I recognize that. <laughs> Chris earned some sanity for that. Uh, an investigator's report of the inc- incident, to which John earned some sanity mm. a long time ago. The last will and testament of Walter Corbett. Unpublished Boston Globe feature. And a particular note, the a police report, which was actually dug up by A member of the investigation who was relatively traumatized and thus he left the investigation prematurely and by the name of Ezekiel, but he did some digging after the fact and dug up this police report, which I will show to you guys now and read. Case number XK387-R. Incident. Police raid. Reporting officer. Detective James Barrister. Date of report. May 15th. 1912. Based on the sworn affidavits of witnesses outlined in the case file SR-71, I, along with my partner, Grant Heslov and Officer Phelps, Dunn, and Lopez, were ordered by Commissioner Turguson to enter the Chapel of Contemplation and terminate all members with extreme prejudice. We arrived at 2330 hours under cover of moonlight and took a defensive position behind our vehicles. Detective Heslov called to the congregation on the bullhorn, ordering them to, redacted, and surrender. Before he could finish speaking, I heard a gunshot and realized Detective Heslov had been shot in the throat. I called for backup, but he was already dead. I ordered Dunn and Lobez to flank the building to the right as I and Officer Phelps provided covering fire. Our superior firepower effectively suppressed the congregation inside, and we were able to push forward in standard two-by-two covered formation. Upon reaching the chapel doors, I ordered Phelps to cover me when I entered and cleared the main room. Dunn and Lopez entered through the rear simultaneously. As we entered, I heard Phelps vomiting behind me. He pointed to the ground, and I saw the redacted. It was at this point that Officer Phelps put his firearm in his mouth and pulled the trigger. I again called for backup. We heard sounds coming from the basement below, so the remaining officers and myself descended the stairs. We observed a total of 54 men, cloaked in black robes, chanting in a foreign language and holding what appeared to be chalices of wine circled around a table lopez lopez indicated to me that the language was latin among the cloaked men we recognized several people most notably redacted (laughs) officer dunn then screamed and began firing his firearm widely into the crowd he was crying and pointing at redacted in the center of the room redacted into more chalices on another table underneath officer lopez fainted and dunn charged into the group of men i quickly took a lantern from the wall and broke it on the stone floor sending the entire chapel up in flames. I escaped the chapel as backup arrived, but could not find officers Dunn or Lopez in the ensuing chaos. And that's the end of the report. (laughs) Hmm. Yeah, your character Ezekiel dug that up because he spent his investigator development phase uh, looking more into it back in the day. So yeah, that's what's included in that uh, little document. You had asked for more about the eye symbol, and a particular note was the eye painting. Okay. On the wall,
2: and that that eye painting matches what we found in um,
0: Jackson Elias's right. book. Right, it's the right? same one. So it's like an eye surrounded by three Y's. With yeah, the arms of the Y sort of circling the eye and sort of form a triangle. Yeah, so this was on a standing wall at the Corbett, or sorry, the uh, the church Church of Contemplation. All right, with a note that it was taken by Finn McCracken. and the rest of the stuff's already on record. But you can, it's yeah. included. There for you guys to peruse to if any clues jump out at you. All right. So uh, the only thing that's on the docket for each of you today is dinner with Detective Wayne Nichols later this evening. So for the rest of the time, it's up to you guys what you want to do. And I guess we can start with Wallace Andrews.
4: <laughs> um, I guess one thing that I thought would be good to do is go to like the public library where they keep records of the newspaper okay so my idea was that i would spend some time looking for um what the newspaper said around the time of the the murders the murder but also i wanted to try to find a link between the prosecutor and this case like what like why the if i can find any reason that the prosecutor would be pushing so hard to yeah sure so, library for me.
0: So, you just said the Boston Public Library? was that the one you're
4: going to go for? Yeah, that's that's where they keep the newspaper records, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. So,
0: um, we know Johan won't be appearing there because he was... <laughs> Kicked yeah. out of that library. For, Is my face on, uh, <laughs> on the wall somewhere? <laughs> Wanted dead or alive <laughs> for trying to find hidden rooms in the library's walls. <laughs> well, it has been about a year. I, I've actually imagined you could appear there. Um, I'll be up with those disguise. <laughs> maybe you just don't even talk to anybody and you might. That's usually what keys uh, people off as you start. <laughs> you start in on the hidden uh, secret caches of books and uh but anyhow will anybody else be uh heading off to the library the same library
1: mm, no i'll probably be heading back to the stacks but i also believe that there was a uh, potential for uh heading up to the asylum to speak to the nephew at some point i don't remember who was going to do that but i remember wanting to be one of them because i do have psychology
0: yeah it's a short train ride outside of boston it would be an hour
2: trip on a train is it the same direction as the police officer that
0: filed this police report? No, he uh, lives out in the country, so it would actually okay. be a, about the same length of time, but you would have to take a vehicle okay? because the train doesn't run to where he lives. And what about you, Whitmire? What's your plan for the day? Um, well, I was going to send a, a message to
3: or try and find Monroe at his house. that would be like okay. mid-morning as if I can't find him then I'm gonna go and search the estate um Dooley's estate if I can
0: yeah we'll say you can actually catch Monroe before (laughs) he leaves for the day he's He's been delayed by a conversation a very one-sided conversation
2: I've probably got him like stuck in that position where he's trying to leave
0: and he's like half out the door but I just keep talking and sorry Mr. Monroe I didn't get what your plan was gonna be um
2: I was going to try and contact Mr. Mueller and um, then I wanted to see if I could find anything else at the orders library Okay. before potentially heading up to the Miskatonic University.
0: Okay. So let's... Um, I don't know if you have a phone or anything like that or... You guys can fax each other. You would be faxing the hotel that Mueller's staying at. Okay. That sort of thing. But yeah. I'd, Which I'll actually share something with you. It's... Uh, another handout just about various points around Boston of interest
1: is the criminal's <clears throat> layer marked
0: oh you're you already have it Sorry. Oh, okay. it's called points of interest Boston so this just has you know different sort of uh what would you call it the tourist guide points of interest um but yeah you'd probably be staying at like the midtown hotel as it ranges from three to eight dollars a night that fits within your credit rating So you could send a fax off there, but we will focus then on Dr. Andrews to begin as he heads off to the Boston library, Boston public library, where we can begin with your use library role.
4: All right. So
0: library use, I should
4: say. Miserable failure. Push it. (laughs) That's what
1: you do at the library, Brandon. (laughs) They don't, they don't got what you need there. You start swinging until you find a book.
4: I'm looking for a secret passageway have I think it's keep?
0: actually a, a fumble. Oh, can you not, can you push a fumble or
4: no?
1: <laughs> no,
0: once it's a fumble, then you're stuck with it. Like mm. luck or anything can't be bought off. But um, we'll just hold that in our heads that Brandon fumbled at the Boston Public Library on June 13th, 1921. It's okay. Every It happens to everyone.
1: <laughs> everyone <laughs> has been evicted from the library.
0: However, a murder, especially of a fixture of a neighborhood, does is pretty easy to find. So you find all that stuff, without much difficulty so
1: yeah just kind of need to know the date and time yeah right right.
0: and you know it had the very memorable date of october 31st 1920 obviously a good time for satanists to be up to no good so the first clipping is the initial report of the incident this is in the boston globe wednesday november 3rd 1920 brutal murder in north end a man was torn apart on All Saints' Eve or thereabouts. Attending police investigators described the scene like an animal attack. I think we were looking for a bear if bears were seen in this part of Boston, Officer Nathan Noya said. Currently, police have not stated whether they have identified a suspect, but they believe the murder may have been part of a satanic ritual, considering the date on which the grisly attack is believed to have occurred and other, other evidence found at the scene. The victim of the midnight murder was Mr. Robert Dooley, owner of the long-standing Mr. Dooley's Fine Cigars. <laughs> I won't use the old title there. It's just another dig at you <laughs> No, go on. <laughs> Mr. Dooley's Fine Cigars and other lesser tobaccos, such as pipe Tobacco, and periodicals in the Copse Hill neighborhood. <laughs> Mr. Dooley was 39 at the time of his death and had no known surviving relatives. The Copse Hill neighborhood was the scene of another murder this past August in which a dispute between two workers ended in murder. The two deaths are not believed to be linked at this time. And then shortly after that they post a correction on that article a few days later. It just says, the article in last Wednesday's edition of the Boston Globe about the murder of Mr. Robert Dooley contained an error. It was stated that Mr. Dooley had no known relatives when in fact he lived with his nephew Charlie Murphy, who is being held by police as a person of interest. And finally, this from Thursday, March 3rd, 1921, again the Boston Globe. Nephew charged in bloody murder. Charlie, Nef- or, sorry, Charlie Murphy was charged with the murder of his uncle, Robert Dooley, today and is being held at Roxbury Sanitarium. Prosecutors say they expect a short trial and are pushing for the maximum sentence allowed under Massachusetts state law. Psychoanalysts at the sanitarium are determining whether Mr Murphy is fit to stand trial. The public defender assigned to his defense has offered no comment at this time. The trial is set to begin on september third, nineteen twenty one. The victim, Arthur A. Dooley, this uh this paper doesn't do very good work, <laughs> was a tobacconist and owner of mister Dooley's fine cigars and other lesser tobaccos such as pipe tobacco, a fixture of Boston's Cops Hill neighborhood. He was murdered late last year in what reports describe as a bizarre satanic ritual. Folks in the Cops Hill neighborhood spoke highly of Mr. Dooley. One local said, Mr. Dooley was just about the nicest fellow a man could know. What kind of scum would kill a man like that? Boston ain't what it used to be. When asked about Charlie Murphy, Murphy, most folk also spoke kindly of the dot, dot, dot. And it goes on to less relevant information. So, um... As far as your failed use library role for that time period, you don't dig up anything on the uh, prosecutor other than the name of the prosecuting attorney, but not much else about his history. Didn't you open? Okay, so um, it's a simple matter to discover who the DA in charge of the state versus Charlie Murphy is, as it's a matter of public record. So you're able to dig that up as Mr. Jake Buchanan but you don't get anything else on his background other than that he was elected last
4: year. That's the uh, district attorney?
0: Yeah. So we'll pause there, and we'll go over to Mr. Monroe and Whitmire. Uh, Whitmire, give me a spot-hidden role as you approach Mr. Monroe's apartments. Ninjas. So as you walk up, you're pretty sure you see that same car pulling away from Mr. Monroe's house, and it turns down the very next street, makes a left, and disappears out of sight. But anyhow, there you go. Which car?
1: It was a out of town, like foreign car. Uh that uh fancy looking. Yeah, he saw last
0: night, turn its headlights on.
3: Okay. All right. So is uh Mr. Monroe outside?
0: No, he's uh still inside.
3: Okay. So yeah, i all go up You think? All right. They no. yeah, all go and <laughs> uh I mean this is a hotel that he's in? Mm mm. It's an actual apartment. No, I live here. Do oh,
1: you okay. have your is it one of those where you have like your curioso or curioso on one level in your
2: um apartment on the it upper? I might have started that way, but I'm after what we got in Peru I expanded. Uh so you actually have a, a bit so yeah, I a separate have location, a specific yeah, building dedicated now.
0: Part of a shop somewhere. Yeah. Yeah, no, he uh you think somebody's home, you see um, a friendly yellow light inside in the kitchen horse wailing of a
1: of a mute man begging for death
3: <laughs> yeah i'll uh go to his apartment and uh if the door is closed i'll knock
0: on the door so you hear another knock this after mr mccraken had departed followed by the sounds of <laughs> lock picks immediately <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah i'll open it up and i'll i'll kind of explain why today just seems to be a day of uh gathering of Old friends, what can I do for you, Mister uh, Whitmire? Um, so I'll I'll pull
3: out that journal. I'll say that uh, I managed to get this, but there's some stuff in here that that uh, I think you might
2: be able to help me understand more. And I'll hand the journal over. Well, my good friend, I'll do my best, and as always, it appears as if your uh, rather select set of skills has come to the great benefit of our our company
0: out of character though he gave it almost immediately to somebody else rather than holding it for. <laughs> <laughs> if it were addressed to you you never would yeah yeah, yeah sure. i think you got it <laughs> you're
1: lucky he didn't encounter mccraken before he got to you
0: yeah As i'll also
3: tell him to uh to be careful and i'll i'll describe the incident with the the or i'll tell him to be on the lookout for you know this vehicle right just keep an eye out as, uh, I think I've noticed somebody poking around. Spooks, real spooks. Poking around as in we are poking around? Yeah, as but except poking around into us.
2: Hmm. Well, I'll certainly keep my eye out, but that is not really my area of expertise, so I, I can't guarantee that I will notice the same kinds of things that you would notice in my situation. But come on in, come on in. Um, I actually just had a recent visit and have some information on the corbett house uh investigation that the um seu did a little while back and uh, some of the things seem to relate to this very case that we're talking about so if you'd like to peruse those materials as i look through this journal then feel free okay
3: yeah i'll I'll start uh taking those and then i'll i'll stop and ask uh
0: (laughs) what is what does veritas mean you know that almost immediately okay it's the motto of Harvard, likely, but it means truth in Latin.
2: Okay, so yeah, I'll say it. Well, it means truth. Why
3: do you ask? Well, it's in it's in that journal. As uh, look at that first entry. As and it has to do with the Corbett House. So this is one of the things that stood out, along with the uh, the crest that was on the jackets from these college kids, and I'll describe that as. Uh, yeah, the red shield with the pig's head. Hold on, let me
0: pull it up. I shared it with everybody else, too. Which handout is it? Um, Dooley's journal.
3: So, red shield with three bundles of grain
0: surrounding a pig's head. That description would seal it as actually the Harvard crest.
2: Okay. I'll say, yeah, that's that's nothing too uh, nefarious. That's
0: just the crest of Harvard itself. Hmm. Although you could make a no roll for me. That's your EDU. What was it? Education. Right? Yeah, in your characteristics, I bet it's your stats.
2: Just education. Mm. Wow. Nope. push it. You got luck. Push it, Jesdon. Dude, I push it. There's to something. The limit. That, there's not, something not,
0: that not. strikes you as odd about it. Uh, it is the Harvard crest, but there's something sort of off about it in your mind.
2: Um. Okay. So I'll ask him. Do you have a any kind of a sketch or a picture of of this crest that I might? be able to see him maybe I'll distinguish a difference between it and the Harvard crest um well
3: just I don't get myself an excuse to push it. yeah I haven't seen it yeah uh, it's just it's written out here and I'll I don't know if I have any artistic
0: ability though <laughs> what what would when Monroe use? calls for a sketch you better hop to it and get sketching <laughs> he could make you do
3: it <laughs> what uh... I suppose I, I could try to yeah. What skill would I use? There's so, actually a sketching skill. Oh, I don't have that.
0: I can use my uh, mechanical repair. I think most of those art crafts begin at 5%. So you can just, on your character sheet, you can hit art craft and uh, try to draw that version of it. You can write sketching in there, actually, since you'll have a sketch or a check next to sketching after you try if you succeed.
3: I got to add this skill. Give me just a second.
0: I don't see the Dooley journal in my hand yet. Oh, there it is. There's
2: a whole
1: section on Dooley, yeah. Yeah. Uh, almost. I got close. A horrible, horrible mishap there. Uh-oh. Oh, that might be a... Uh, yeah, that's a... A, a fumble. <laughs> a fumble. Uh, does it look exactly <laughs> like Monroe? Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Looks like a, a small child druid. Or...
0: <laughs> yeah. I... It's so offensive that it's now a secret that the two of you must keep between yourselves. <laughs> uh.
4: <laughs>
0: no, actually, it, it um, upon seeing his sketch, sanity check, <laughs> <laughs> you're just now not so sure it's the Harvard one. You know, actually, a, a lot of places do use the Latin term veritas, you know, as their motto or in their logos or, or things like that so perhaps it's not what you thought it was okay yeah so
3: i drew like a, a horse head with a <laughs> or in a circle rather than a shield and my grain looks like pine trees
0: you put a bunch of laurel leaves in there probably.
3: yeah <laughs> uh, and then uh, above the shield there are three knives rather than books and the the letters definitely are not v-e-r-i-t-a-s
0: yeah so this uh uh what's your edu we could have the fumble reveal that you're actually uh what's the word is it's this literate is this a
1: new cthulhu mythos tome <laughs> right <laughs> <laughs> mr
0: Dooley's
3: journal where do i find well and anyhow it, no, the drawing
0: <laughs> no no don't worry about it it's the the part of the fumble actually was more of an effect on uh those around you so in this case Mr. Monroe must role play as though he's not certain this points to the Harvard Crest. So. Yeah, I'll,
2: I'll uh, clap you on the shoulder and say, while your skills at lockpicking are legendary, I'm afraid sketching is not exactly your forte. But from looking at this, uh, I'm just uh, unsure on whether or not it, it truly is the, the Harvard Crest, or if it <laughs> could perhaps be something else at the, uh, maybe a, a derivation of it, or one of the uh, secret societies that have taken some liberties with a crest of the same sort looking at this i find myself baffled and offended
3: i don't think i did it right (laughs) (laughs) i'll I'll, like turn it upside down a little bit and mm,
2: no (laughs) ah well we all have our talents and at the moment uh give me a give me a few minutes to read the journal that was procured by your other talents
3: say i I was never an artist and crumple it up and throw it on his table (laughs)
0: <laughs> it lands in, in a, a lamp. <laughs> oh, the no. flame catches all the other papers And it. No.
2: no, it'll get mixed in with my Corbett house and
0: become part of the lore. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> this is child's graffiti. All right. Uh, oh, so anyhow, what are you guys? What are you guys doing?
2: So I'm I'm reading through the the journal and um.
0: Well, why don't I give you guys a moment to peruse the facts, and we'll see what Mr. Mueller's up to. See, so takes a uh, now your midtown hotels in Boston proper, so you catch the subway back over the under the Charles River, back to Cambridge to Harvard, mm. and to the Widener Library, the stacks again, uh, back to the same occult section. the uh, The librarian, that's the same librarian. Lucky, luckily for you, has this sort of. Uh, deflated expression come across him when he sees you. Ah, good morning. Uh, Back at it again, Mr. Mueller? Ah, yes. I am not so old that I cannot uh, just rest on my laurels. Alright, follow me. Can I uh, get you any coffee or anything? Ah, yes. Don't get you. Alright. So yeah, he leads you back um, with a short detour for a cup of coffee, and then down into the stacks, into the mildewy basement I'll uh, light my
1: pipe before we enter the stacks proper, right? Because <laughs> I'm worried about dust. Don't want open flame around all right.
0: that. Yeah. See, what do they call that? A flash fire or something like that? Sorry. Yeah. Anyhow, so yeah, you're back in the occult section where you had left off, and um, the librarian was kind enough to leave your stack in one of the little study nooks as you had left it, and again that bookshelf where there's books missing, sort of. Um, catches your attention because you're, you're fairly certain that there weren't any books missing when you were first looking at it. It wasn't until your attention was drawn away by the librarian saying it's time to close that you look back, books are gone, and in its place is a strange idol. Yeah, I, I think
1: when we first get in there, like if he's talking or doing whatever, like, you know, all these books are still here, that I'll kind of be looking at where the missing books on the shelf would be kind of gnawing on my pipe and not really paying attention. Yeah. Yeah just kind of what what puzzle is there
0: <laughs> well if there's uh any if you don't need anything else i'm just gonna head down away from you <laughs> <laughs> oh uh yes good uh,
1: that is all i need from you good day <laughs> uh, yes thank you again
0: all right so back into the occult books so why don't i get a use library for me this time.
1: Ah, uh, this is what interns are for, Travis. Oh. <laughs> We're in a library though. Can I push it?
0: <laughs> yeah, you sure can. Like uh what you're kind of looking at or what occurs to you is looking at reference material mm-hmm. as they have, you know, those little trays you can pull out and you can kind of maybe shrink the amount of time you search. So now these are index cards and they could easily become confused and thrown everywhere, so if you fail the push troll, we'll just say you you mess up, you muck up the...
1: Okay. Yeah, so um. yeah, here we go. Oh man, this is a bad idea.
0: Oh, it's even worse! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you just get a, a bit of your... Uh, shakes or something like that and you know like dropping the card uh, uh, attempt at quick correction leads to even worse disaster and (laughs) (laughs) your coffee slops out of the cup into the indexing system oh (laughs) 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 Oh,
1: no um uh i got to just begun to dry these off i'm going to uh take the index cards out and. upturn them and okay. begin to dab at like spread them out and begin drying them and dabbing them with my uh handkerchief my pocket handkerchief okay quickly while looking over my shoulder well as quick as i can go while looking over my shoulder
0: <laughs> all right so you're at uh w- work at at that and you hear the librarian he's kind of is everything okay down there uh, y- yes everything <laughs> is fine uh
1: go back to your work young man you are have- of uh, help! thank you. Scheizen, <laughs> scheizen. <laughs>
0: so he leaves you to it, and it'll take you, uh, you know, some time to get those ones reasonably dry. But you can see that it's already, the, the type set they had on this is already faded from being jammed in with other index cards. So you see that the water has damaged it. But I'll throw you one last bone here, and as you're setting them out, we'll give you a spot hidden check.
1: Uh, oh, you fail me uh push yeah we're going to <coughs> it is not a library unless i get thrown out of it uh so push yep mm. all right so how's this going to go oh do does the spot where the <laughs> books are missing just catch my uh my attention i just stare there until it's time to leave and then i'm found out and and booted from the library <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah so we're going to say that uh your failure on this one that the, the librarian will think better of just leaving you to whatever <laughs> had happened, and he'll come and investigate, and uh, we'll see what happens from that point. Okay, here we go. Don't fail me. Uh, yes. Nice. <laughs> Congratulations. So as you're setting these damp reference cards down, there's, go ahead. Can please. you put a check on pushes or no? Yeah, pushes okay. you pay for. It's only if you use luck or if you have a, what do you call it? Well, you're risking mm-hmm. more, right, basically, so you still get the check. But you just happen to be, this one didn't get uh, too damaged, but you happen to be, you have it in your hand and you're going to set it down, but it catches your eye. So let me show that to you. Dang it, Johan. All right, so this is the reference card. The Vermis Mysterious, Latin. Prin Ludwig, 1542. Black letter folio printed in Cologne, Germany. Orn Library Miskatonic University Restricted Collection. So this is a reference in a section from another book uh, that's would refer you to the Ornn Library, right? Okay. Um. Yeah. So, so some book you, with that the decimal system there you can you can go find the book that this reference card is referring to.
1: Okay. So I'll attempt to do that then.
0: And you almost knew the answer of the book's location before you got there. It's that gap, the missing book where the strange idol was found. Hmm. So yep. whatever book reference the De Vermis Mysterious in the Orn Library is gone here.
1: I'll put this in my pocket. I'll pick up the rest of the cards and stack them as best I can. Okay. Uh, I don't know if, like, you want an education for like an order, or if my base education could put them in an order.
0: No, I think you're well versed enough with libraries, despite your. Uh, <laughs> Fail in insidious use. reputation amongst librarians <laughs> across the United States uh, about how they work. So <laughs> how many libraries <laughs> am I banned from? Well, what are you, in, you're approaching your 70s? Yeah, I'm 75. Uh, quite a few, I would imagine. You have to move to a different state. You're like a sociopath of library users. You have Mr. To keep Monroe, on
1: I first came here on Ellis Island. That is when I encountered my first American library. <laughs> the smell of it. I won't forget it to this day. so yeah i'll put it put it back in some sort of order and then what this is telling me to go to uh the is it the miskatonic library is that what you're saying
0: right so basically the way it worked is the is books in here will sometimes contain where they're referenced elsewhere Mm -hmm. and so this is the reference card that has that
1: information ah the miskatonic library i'll say kind of tapping my pipe against my (laughs) teeth My old enemy, <laughs> and I'll uh, I'll head for
0: that. <laughs> okay. So Miskatonic is actually uh, quite a trip. It would be a uh, several. Well, it would take probably um, the better part of a day to get back to okay. Arkham.
1: I'll uh, I where oh, so I wouldn't. I'd miss dinner. Right. Yeah. I'll risk it. Um. I'll leave a message with, however I can get a hold of them, saying that uh, I have a lead but i must go to the miskatonic library i'll be back later and hopefully uh you'll hear from me then all right
0: all right dreaming so yeah we'll send i guess you'll get <laughs> another what is the term i'm looking for it escapes me at the moment. telegram telegram right just as you've gotten your clothes on and you're about to set out maybe for the day you receive it from Johan okay uh but we'll pop back over to Good, Doctor Andrews.
1: Mm-hmm. Warning: Avoid the stacks. <laughs> avoid the
0: stacks. <laughs> and um, are you going to continue your search? See if you can try again to find more out more about the DA. Uh,
4: yeah. So I would have written in my notepad. I have some questions that have arisen from finding this stuff out. So um, I was hoping to find out who the public defender is. That was assigned to him um and i also was hoping to find out who at the sanitarium would have made the final determination that charlie was fit to stand trial and and then later on questions to present to the whole group would be who really signed that confession and if it was charlie how did they get him to do that and who got him to do it because all the information i have so far states that he was he wouldn't communicate in any way um, and then I wanted to find out who stands to benefit the most from Mr. Dooley's death, because I'm starting to wonder if there's a perfectly um, mundane reason behind him being murdered. Gotcha.
0: Yeah, so... Um, but I guess
4: the first thing I could try to find out here would be who that public defender is that was assigned to Charlie.
0: Yeah, so go ahead and give me another use library.
4: It's going to be one of those days. hmm
0: Well, did you want to try to push it? No. Again?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Is
3: that one um, of those days where the library gets burnt to the ground because nobody (laughs) can
0: actually research anything? Well, you could try a different tact, I suppose. Um, It is possible to to push using an alternative skill. So you could lean on, say, a social skill and enroll a librarian to get this information for you but it would still technically be a push cause it's about the same thing. So you either have to decide to drop it and move on to a different topic, one of your other topics to get a new role or like, if you had a high persuade that would count as your push role. And I would say that some of your irritation at working in this library might come out in a failed persuade role and it might start a chain of sequences that would put you into the same category as Mr. Mueller. Electric chair. <laughs> uh,
4: no, nothing like that. I, um, at this point, I'll I'll concede to myself that I'm a bit out of my depth, and my fellow investigators might be able to assist me with the. I think I've got a good place to start. Good questions to start with, okay. and some good information to share with the group. So you want to track down somebody else? Um, yeah, yeah. I suppose I never asked if I knew where any of these people were staying.
0: <laughs> well, we could. Say that you guys have been here a few days prior to when you were appointed to meet at the Hermetic Order of Silver Twilight, and you guys were all, I imagine, uh, forged some bond from your... Yeah.
1: Familiarizing ourselves with each other.
0: In Peru, right.
2: I'm probably in the whatever phone book or lookup.
0: Yeah. Their
2: residence lookup. So I'm the out. odd man out, because
4: right. I haven't yeah. been to Peru. Well, at least for Lance, I can send him a telegram to, you know, <laughs> meet, meet me for lunch at Olafferty's Cafe or whatever is Olafferty's Cafe, oh, that's a good spot. Uh, I mean it's Boston so it has to have some Irish oh, name to
0: it. You're right, I'm putting it into the points of interest or I'm making a note.
4: Everything's coming
0: up Monroe. <laughs> <laughs> so this you've gotten, you've taken then, uh, uh, public transportation, Mr. Monroe to make a quick stop by your Curio so you had to uh, set your help up for the day before you went on to to yeah. your own individual investigations. And it's there that another telegram arrives. And this is from Dr. Andrews stating what he had stated to meet for lunch at Olafferty's Cafe. So if we can
2: back up a little bit. Yeah. Um, Whitmire and I were still in my apartment. Oh, right. You
0: were thinking, yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll jump back over there. and then That's A
2: series of events will unfold. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, after reading through the Dooley's Journal, Um, yeah, I'll be talking to him and say, well, I have some business to looking into this, uh, eye symbol that keeps popping up in all of these reports and all of these things, um, with a potential up in, uh, Miskatonic university. Uh, one, I was tasked to go speak to one doctor, um, Dr. Armitage, uh, and, some of the books that he has may be able to help us shed a little bit of light on the nature of the murder. In the meantime, I, if you could get into the cigar shop and see if there is anything there that may help us uh, with any kind of motive or anything that's happened more recently than, than this journal. This uh, journal ends rather abruptly and there may be more to the events leading up to that day.
3: Yeah, I, I had uh, planned on taking a look at the estate. Um, I'll s- swing by the cigar shop and see if it's
2: uh, if I'm able to get into it. I'm sure that one way or another, you will find a way. Uh, I usually do, but I'll I'll hand the the journal back to him and and say, and I'd I'd keep that in a location where someone won't find that you have it. Stick have it down the it's... front of my pants. <laughs> That's never used, huh? <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> no i'll uh i'll put it in an inside pocket of my jacket
0: that's how he got the ward the golden uh, ward out of yeah yeah that's right <laughs> and no the one ever, okay. you see
1: a san marcos no one will ever find it under those humongous <laughs> testicles
2: <laughs> well breaking into every place that he comes across does take some pretty big balls so. and then uh, i'm curious what can i say um but yeah I'll, I'll, and then I'm guessing that right around that time is when I would get Mueller's telegram that he's also heading towards Arkham
0: right. University.
2: Yeah. And, and so I'll say, how serendipitous is this? Uh, I, I suppose I will be meeting Mr. Mueller at the University.
0: So we'll bounce back over to Dr. Andrews and let him try another one of his topics. What else did we have? the who was the beneficiary of his of his estate?
4: Yeah, because the paper didn't know that he had living relatives. And so maybe whoever killed him also didn't know. And it could be something as simple as a developer wants that property or whatever. So, um, so yeah, I need to go down that avenue.
0: Okay. Uh, so did you want to see in your use library role? You, you might need to leave it to. Maybe a librarian to help you, so I would allow your persuade skill to get them to do the role for you or to, to track it down. If that's your is that your good social skill or are you a better charmer? No, it's persuade. Yeah, so you got them to send off the telegraph to Monroe and you you know, you just had a few hours to kill before you would go to meet him for lunch. So yeah, you you could uh, go and ask a librarian with a successful persuade role.
4: Okay. Yeah, I'll say, um, golly, ma'am, I spent so much time in medical school reading medical textbooks that I'm afraid I never mastered the library. I was hoping you could help me find some public information, on um, estate information. You see, I'm looking, I'm trying to find out who stands to inherit the estate of a somewhat recently deceased man.
0: Okay, so um, go ahead and give me appearance or credit rating, whichever one's higher. We'll see what her disposition is towards you. All right. What, so uh, appearance is a characteristic.
4: Uh, credit ratings down on the skills and credit is eighty-five.
0: So uh, she takes in the quality cut of your clothing, um, and the cultured way that you speak style. And, your mustache. Mm-hmm. I mean, even though you are so, sort of rugged in like physical appearance outside of your clothes and whatnot. Uh, it's kind of, they're kind of at odds with each other, but she decides that you're well to do and worthy of her time and consideration as a librarian at the Boston public library. Mm-hmm. And she says, Oh yeah, you, uh, you wouldn't find that here. Um, not unless it was reported in a paper or anything. Uh, public records like that are generally stored at the central records here in
4: Boston. Oh, uh, yes, of course. Could you yeah, point you know, me in the right direction?
0: Yeah, it's not too far. It's, 30-minute walk from here. And if you'd like, I could fax somebody over there. Maybe they can have the documents prepared for your arrival.
4: Oh, yes, that'd be wonderful. Thank you very much. So she types up a fax,
0: you know, sends it off. Not a fax. What is the word? I keep Telegram. Saying, Telegram. Uh, and she says, all right, it's done. Have a good day. Thank you. Yeah, and we'll stick with your jaunt over there. And as it turns out, she's correct. It is a short walk. Uh, most of the public records. Buildings are kind of located in a central area in Boston here. So you'd have like your courthouses and there's a police station and that sort of thing. And then you have the place they call Central Records, which is analog to our vital records that we currently have. It's like the precursor to them. And you walk inside and the attendant asks what they can do for you.
4: Yes, I believe the library has uh, sent a telegram ahead of me. I was looking for some information on who stands to inherit some property of a recently deceased man. Oh, yeah. The uh,
0: telegram came ahead of you. We have the information here. If you want to just take a seat over there, I'll bring it out to you shortly.
4: Thank you very much.
0: Yeah, and they come out with um, a folder and they present it to you. And when you open it, it's almost kind of makes you laugh. Because it's actually the will left by Mr. Dooley, which is actually just scrawled on a piece of paper. And uh, it says, you know, the usual, this is my last, I, you know, Mr. Robert Dooley, do hearsay, right? Mm-hmm. That sort of stuff. But then it just says, leave everything to William. I forget his last name now, though. Oh, I can't remember his name either. Oh, dang it. You want me to make up a new one?
1: Yeah, just random it. We'll, we'll, we can patch it later. <laughs> I don't even know where that would where I'd find him anymore either
0: how do you like Brooks that works William Brooks yeah so it just says leave everything to William Brooks period and then that's the end so it's really short that's only is that one point and uh how legally binding that is would only be something answered in terms of a dispute between other relatives and and stuff like that but um in any case the uh, the person who brought that to you said there was a letter in listed as part of this, but apparently it's being held as evidence in an investigation, so it has not been returned to us at this time.
4: Do you happen to have a copy, or or know what it says? No, I've been
0: cataloged. I it ha- it hasn't been copied or anything like that that I'm aware of. Um, it looks like the date that it was logged out was um, November last year. So we didn't have it very long once
4: these documents came to us. Okay. Um, but could you give me the name of uh, whoever signed to take that other letter out as evidence uh,
0: Yeah. It looks like here it was uh, Detective Fallon, mm-hmm. Peter Fallon. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good day. All right. And Whitmire, or actually I think we're going to have to pause with you, Whitmire, Um. What we'll do is, you guys were seeking to board a train.
2: Um, Yeah, well, I was headed to Miskatonic University. I thought he was headed to... Um, where were you headed? I was
0: going to uh, go
3: try and get a, into the estate mm. itself. Um, oh, into the house? Yeah, if anything's still there. And then I was also going to try and check out the cigar shop.
0: Okay, I guess we can stick with you then. So, yeah, Whitmire, you head...
3: Well, that I don't want to do that during the day. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'll have. Uh, I I will try and put out some. Uh, put out some feelers. Try to gather some information on on uh, that vehicle,
2: though. And as we're uh, getting ready to leave, I'll have uh, a moment of inspiration and say, you know what, Mister Whitmire? How about you accompany me to the Arkham University? There is a a tome that. The good doctor Armitage has been reluctant in relieving his possession of, and I know that you are quite talented at uh, retrieving such objects. So, would you mind coming with me?
3: Yeah, I had, had a good time the last time we went to a university together. Then <laughs> kind of nudges ribs.
0: What's your navigation skill, James? Uh, mine is a seventy. So you know. Just because you know all the roads from this way to that way. That <coughs> you're just not going to make it in time to your appointed invitation to dinner with Wayne Nichols tonight. Hmm.
3: I'll, I'll relay that. Like, if we go do that, we're going to miss dinner.
2: Hmm. Well, I suppose we could wait until tomorrow to do that. Uh, I do have some things I need to take care of at my Curioso. And there were several books back at the order that I would love to have a chance to dig a little bit deeper into. That's a, what an inspired thought. How about we do that? How about uh, we spend a day uh, trying to get as much information as we can in the current area. And then first thing tomorrow morning, we set out to the university.
3: All right. That sounds good. So, uh, that's, hey, let's hang Johan. on to
2: our fat this time. <sighs> yes, as as I
0: managed to in the last one, as well, last time as well. So, just Johan's going to be boarding a train? Mm-hmm. So as your very next move, it's simple enough to do. They usually have stops going north into North Massachusetts every hour on the hour. So as soon as you've left the library, you can get on one. And um, so we'll have you, we'll set our end scene here for this session. You get in your seat in the train and go ahead and make a spot hidden role for me. You see that car actually sitting in a chair boom. next to you. Belay that order. Make a power (laughs) roll for me. (coughs) It worked. So regular success versus regular success. Question mark has the higher skill. So he beats you unless you're going to spend any luck or anything like that.
1: Hmm. Wait a second. How much would I need to make it a heart?
0: Looks like you just have to take it down to 30. Yeah, I think 30. What does that be? Because it's half of your skill. You have a 62, so yeah.
1: Yeah, I'll go down to 44 from 49.
0: Okay. So yeah, you have these compartments. Um, They're not closed off. It's not like a private thing or anything like that. But you have uh, space between two benches that are kind of facing each other. And you've sat down in one. And then a moment before the train's departed to leave, a man sits down across from you. And there's something familiar about this man, but you just can't quite put your finger on it. So let's have a hard intelligence roll. Yeah, nothing comes up in your memory. But he's wearing a black suit and he has a hat with a relatively broad brim on it. And he just gives you a friendly smile. Although there's something unsettling about his demeanor you can't quite put your finger on. But we will close the scene with that and end the session today. Mm -hmm. Thanks for playing, guys. Thank you. Thanks, Travis.
4: Thanks, man.
0: are we
3: uh, Uh, doing our yeah luck luck improvement roles and skill or just luck
0: yeah you can pick one skill you have a check-in and see if you can improve it does the checks go away this has been a death watch production thank you for listening